My dad borrows my car, sells it behind my back, and keeps the money. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This was a long time ago. I hardly have any contact with that part of the family anymore, but I do still talk to my dad once in a while. My dad needed a car for a while, so I loaned him mine. When I went to get the car back, the back end was smashed in. My dad tells me how he was at a red light and the car was rear-ended. Of course, I asked the normal questions about fault and insurance and everything else. He tells me the other guy's insurance company sent him a check for the damages, but it wasn't enough to cover the repairs. A lie. So he didn't have the car repaired. Instead, he spent the money. My dad and I have the same first and last name, but a different middle name, so it's easy to see how he could claim the car was his and have the check written to him. When I told my dad that he should have just let me know about the accident and let me handle the claim, he says, Why should you get anything? You weren't in an accident, I was. We had an argument about this, but none of my dad's argument was even anywhere close to being valid. He also just wasn't hearing any of what I had to say. I asked my dad to leave the car at his house for a few days and said I would arrange to have it picked up and repaired. A couple days later, I went to his house, but I didn't see the car, so I thought he wasn't home. When I knocked, he answered. My younger brother was also there, which was surprising because he was supposed to be away at college, which I was helping pay for, but that's another story. I told my dad I was there to pick up the car. He says that was impossible, because he sold it. I asked him why he did that. He says, You seem so pissed off about the damage, I figured you'd just want me to go ahead and sell it so you didn't have to deal with it anymore. I was making payments on the car and asked my dad how he could have sold it without the title. He told me he just had a guy fill out a lost title form or something like that. I don't even know the details on it. I told him that I thought that was going to be a problem when the guy tries to register the car and finds out there's a lien on the car. My dad says, That's the buyer's problem, not mine. When I asked him how much he got for it, he told me he got $3,000. Even with the damage, it was worth closer to $7,000, but definitely no less than five. I asked my dad for the money. He told me he already spent it. Then he goes into this rant about how many bills he has and how he's even paying for my brother's college, which is not true. Plus, my brother was sitting right there. He dropped out, but didn't tell me even though he kept cashing the checks I sent. I had very little contact with my parents after that, and I think I only actually saw them one time since then, which was around the time I got married, but not at the wedding because they refused to go. None of this was all that surprising though. I never should have even loaned the car to my dad in the first place. I know what a jerk he is. Jerk or not, that's an extreme move. Like, you have to understand when you do something that big, like, that's relationship ending. How can there be any trust after something like this? Your dad, and your brother as well, by the way, just seem like skeevy, money-hungry people. Sounds like they're really just trying to get whatever they can out of you. It seems like it's their own fault they're in the situation they're in, and their attitudes don't lead me to believe they're any better of a person. Honestly, I just feel bad for our original poster here, and I'm glad they've gone non-contact with this side of the family because it sounds like they would have brought you nothing but problems. Entitled Karen behind me in the drive-thru will not stop blaring her horn. When I get to the window, I'm offered to pay for her order. Hmm, let me think about that. So this morning, I had to take my puppy to the vet. Nothing serious, just time for his next booster shot. On the way to his vet appointment, I decided to stop for coffee. I'm not a huge Starbucks fan, but the drive-thru is nice with my puppy in the car, so I decided to go there. The line was super long and out the entrance a bit. Your typical Karen driving a Ford Explorer packed with kids pulls up behind me and immediately lays on the horn. There's nowhere for me to go because the line is just crazy long. 
so I don't move. Karen then decides that every time the guy in front of me rolls even an inch, she's going to immediately lay on the horn. This goes on for the entire line, all the way up to the window. I finally get to the window and go to pay, but the girl excitedly tells me that the guy in front of me paid for my coffee. In fact, they have a streak now of the past eight people paying for the person behind them. Would I like to pay for the person behind me? I took my coffee and told the girl, that's really nice of them, but I'm not paying for the lady behind me. She's been a jerk this whole line and I drove away. I'm surprised the person at the window even bothered to ask if you wanted to pay for them. Surely they've heard them honking the entire line. Why would you go out of your way for someone like that? You should have just paid for the car behind the Karen. I'm sure the people at the window would understand and maybe just not count her in their streak. Or alternatively, you pay for her order and take it too. My manager refused to pay for meals while I was on my work trip unless they came from the hotel restaurant. Too bad he didn't check the prices first. A long, long time ago in the late 90s when I was a young IT consultant, I was sent out of state for an assignment. The sales manager decided to make all of the travel arrangements for me and my coworker. We were to stay at a Holiday Inn type hotel he booked for us. When I asked about daily expenses in a rental car, the sales manager told me that the hotel had a shuttle that would take us to the work site and we could eat at the hotel restaurant. I tried to argue with him that I'd like to see the town or eat somewhere other than the hotel, but he wouldn't budge. He paid for the flights in the rooms and we could charge our meals to the room. Anything else would be paid for out of our own pockets. I was young and broke, so I didn't have much of a choice. I settled into the expectation that I would have a boring week of hotel work hotel for five days. When my coworker and I arrived at the hotel, we were quite surprised to find that it wasn't at all a Holiday Inn type hotel. In spite of the fact that it had inn in the name, it was quite fancy and the rooms were comfortable and spacious. The hotel restaurant, though, was something my lower middle class self had never experienced. This was a restaurant that didn't print prices on the menu. In fact, I couldn't even pronounce half of the items listed. Meals were a set cost regardless of what you ordered. Breakfast was $40 per person. Lunches and dinners were $60 per person. Knowing we had no car and no way to expense anything that wasn't charged to the room, my coworker and I dutifully ate three meals a day in the hotel restaurant. I had had five days of filet mignon for breakfast and various gourmet lunches and dinners while the hotel shuttle took us to and from the workplace all week. Now, years later, I'm not even sure I remember the city I was in or the work I was doing, but I remember a week of filet mignon for breakfast and the look in the eyes of the sales manager when he saw his credit card statement. That was a great trip. It's always funny how managers try to save money sometimes and just end up spending way, way more. Being flexible can work for both of you, you know. It doesn't just always have to go in the employee's favor. Being a little flexible here would have saved them a lot of money. But hey, our original poster got to live it up for a week, at least food-wise. I would have no complaints with filet mignon for breakfast every day. I refuse to pass down my engagement ring to my future daughter-in-law. My son, Sam, 26, and his longtime girlfriend, now fiance, Emily, also 26, finally decided to get married. They had announced their engagement privately to my husband and me. And after the initial excitement, they said they had something important to talk to me about. Sam wanted my engagement ring to give to Emily. Sam said this would be a great way to keep him from starting his marriage in debt from having to buy a new expensive diamond ring. Emily also added that she's liked the look of my 
ring a lot and would love for me to pass it down to her. I love my engagement ring. I've worn it every day since my husband proposed to me with it, and to be honest, I still have plenty of years to live that I want to keep wearing it until I'm old and gray. Also, my ring is not a family heirloom. My husband chose and bought this ring for me many years ago, so I told them that I appreciated them wanting my ring, but no, I wanted to keep it. I listed out the reasons above and how I don't want to part with my ring yet for the rest of my still long life. However, when I'm old, I'd be more than happy to give it to their future children. Well, Sam and Emily weren't happy with my answer, and Sam actually called me selfish and materialistic. He said that diamonds are a scam and asked how could I let him go into debt to buy a new ring. Emily was disappointed and said that she had hoped that my ring could become a family heirloom, and it would be a token of accepting her into our family. I've always liked Emily and we get along great. They also said that I could keep my wedding band, so it wasn't like they were leaving me without any rings to wear. So, am I the jerk here? That's a pretty bold ask, especially when your mother's not that old. It's understandable that she wouldn't be ready to give it up. And with all due respect, if you can't afford a ring, then you probably can't afford a wedding either. And why are you getting married? Sounds like maybe you're kind of rushing into this just because you guys have been in a relationship for a long time, but you're not actually in a financial place to get married right now. Don't shirk that onto your mom because she doesn't want to give you her ring. That's a pretty crappy thing to do. My brother's kids flushed my $30,000 engagement ring down the toilet, and now he refuses to pay for it. I hosted a family dinner over the weekend. My brother brought my nephews, four and eight, over as well. I used to wear my engagement ring all the time, but lately I keep it in my walk-in closet and mainly wear it for special occasions. While I was cleaning up the dinner table, my nephews went to go play while the adults were still in the outdoor patio slash outdoor kitchen area. My brother was not supervising his kids. During this time, my nephews went into the master bedroom without anyone knowing and started playing with everything, including my engagement ring. When we came to look for them, they panicked because they knew they weren't supposed to be upstairs, ran into the master bathroom, and flushed my ring. We called a plumber in case it was somehow in the U-trap of the toilet and not actually gone. But no, unfortunately, it was gone for good. We still had the original receipt, so I called my brother. I emailed him a scanned copy as proof of the cost, and asked him to reimburse me for the ring my nephew flushed. He immediately started calling me a jerk because we were family and he was just a child, and he's refused to pay the cost of my ring. I told him I'll be taking him to court for this and now my entire family is blowing up my phone saying family shouldn't sue each other and just let it go. The ring was unfortunately not insured. I found out the day after my nephew flushed it. My husband says he forgot and in the end never actually insured it. My brother says he doesn't have the money to repay even $100 per month and has refused any kind of repayment plan. He said I live in a nice enough house and if I want a replacement I should just sell my car. To this day, he hasn't truly apologized. It was a Canadian sorry. Sorry, not sorry. He said kids will do what is normal for kids, and they shouldn't be held responsible for a ring. They were supposed to supervise their kids outdoors with the rest of the family while I was busy cleaning up. I don't believe for a second my brother and his wife can't pay for the cost of my engagement ring. They don't make anything near my husband, but they have a combined income of around 250 k They don't pay rent or anything because my parents gifted them their old house, valued at 
three and a half million in Toronto. There's no mortgage on the home my brother lives in. The only things my brother and his wife will have to pay for is the cost of raising their children, normal bills, and food. I feel so distraught because my ring holds great sentimental value to me. I've already been speaking with my husband's family lawyer, but at this point, I'm ready to hire a PI to find out if they really don't have the money. Am I the one being a jerk? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eesh, that's a lot of money. I can understand why your brother might be a little hesitant to offer to pay that back right away. But you're right, it does sound like they're rather comfortable in their current situation, and it shouldn't be that much of an issue for them to pay for it. It was a very sentimental, very valuable thing that his children lost of yours. It's not fair that you should have to sell your car to buy a new one. That's a really jerk comeback. If this were a situation where your brother wasn't as well off, I would say, say, yeah, maybe you're being a bit of a jerk wanting him to pay for this, but it sounds like he can and he's choosing not to. So I'm going to have to side with our original poster on this one. Brother needs to pay up. I decided to wait a little while before letting my boyfriend know that I do in fact speak his language. My boyfriend Jake, male 29, and I, female 27, have been seeing each other for a few months now. Dave is Mexican-American, but he's currently working in Berlin, where I'm from. I've heard him speak Spanish on the phone many times and inquired about this, but he's never asked me if I speak it, and it just felt weird to mention it when he didn't seem to care enough to ask if I spoke any other languages apart from German and English. Because of that, he's never really found out I speak Spanish, despite me quite literally watching a telenova before bed quite a few times. It kind of stings, but it is what it is. I never eavesdropped on his conversations, though. His friend from the US was visiting him, and I was meant to join them for dinner. When I did, they were speaking in Spanish, and his friend asked in Spanish if I speak it or if they should switch to English only. My boyfriend said, again, in Spanish, Nah, she's a gringa, she doesn't speak it, which kind of annoyed me because he never even asked. So I replied to his friend in Spanish that I do in fact speak it. Jake got so angry and red. He didn't say anything in front of his friend, but on the way home, after dropping his friend off at the hotel, he started shouting about how I humiliated him and that I'm the jerk for hiding it. I told him it's best if he went to his flat and we would talk when he calms down. He hasn't changed his mind and still thinks I'm the jerk and I should apologize. I told my friends and they're split on it, and I'm not sure anymore. Am I the jerk for not telling him? 
This one's a little bit of a weird one. I feel like it should have come up at some point. Like, yeah, he didn't ask explicitly, but you would think that you'd be happy to show that you speak Spanish. Like, something would come up and you would just say it in Spanish, and he'd be nicely surprised. But you did kind of pick a bad moment to reveal it, and it was ultimately a little embarrassing for him. Mind you, that is his own fault. He was being rather ignorant about it, so I don't blame you. It's hard for me to really say you're a jerk in this situation. Definitely sounds like your boyfriend was being a jerk though. My girlfriend seems to think her fan fiction is actual writing. My girlfriend, Abby, 31, and I, male, 33, have been together for a few months, and this Easter, I was going to introduce her to my family. We haven't moved in together yet. Abby is quite smart. She has a PhD and works in her field. I only have a BA, so you can imagine my surprise when a hot and smart woman wanted to date me. Anyway, I digress. Abby's passion is writing, although she's never allowed me to read anything she's wrote. She dreams of writing a book and says she's practicing and trying to draft things. One day I was staying over and fell asleep and she went to her office to write. When I woke up, I peered over her shoulder when she was writing and saw names that sounded familiar. I asked her about this and sure enough, she admitted to writing fanfiction. Apparently, she's already written fanfiction and is working on her third one. She says it's writing practice and she loves it. I told her it's cringy and if she was serious about her book, she'd have it written by now because she's pretty much already written two books. Only they were fan fiction. She got silent and told me to leave her alone. When I introduced her to my family, I mentioned that she has a PhD. My brother and sister got impressed and asked about it. Abby tried to tell them, but I interjected and told them to be not so impressed because she wastes her time writing silly fanfiction. So I don't know how she even got her doctorate. It was meant to be a joke, but Abby was angry. She called me a jerk, and she wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the day and asked me to drive her home. I tried to come in, but she told me she wanted to be alone and write her fanfiction. I told her she was being childish, but left anyway. I haven't heard back from her since then, and I told my sister, and my sister agreed with Abby. I tried to call Abby, but she texted me with jerk and nothing else. My sister thinks I owe Abby an apology, but I don't think I did anything wrong, and yet Abby is annoyed. Was I really the jerk here? Yes. 100% hands down yes. Normally I go back and forth and try and give you a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but you put your nail in the coffin when you decided to make your joke. It wasn't a joke. You were making a stab at it. It's something that she cares about and that you're diminishing. She said that she's just doing this for practice and not for real writing. I get that in your mind she should be writing her own book, but it's not that easy. You have to come up with characters, a backstory, and all kinds of things. At least with a fanfiction, she has something to get the ball rolling and can just let her creative juices flow without having to do all that background work first before she can even get started. You were 100% a jerk here. I knew I would have to babysit my siblings, so I purposely made plans to avoid it. I'm a 17-year-old female. I have 9 siblings, all 12 and under. My parents use me as their babysitter, but they do pay me. They only need one person because the older ones can kind of care for themselves as well, so really, I'm looking after 6 kids. On average, I'm babysitting all 9 about 13 to 15 hours weekly, sometimes more often with less kids. I know it's hard to get babysitters for that many children, so I'm usually glad to help out, but lately it seems my mom always wants me to watch three or four for whatever reason, and I have almost no free time besides sports and homework. I've tried talking to my mom about it, and she's promised to tone it down, but 
I don't really see a difference. When I brought it up again, she said she's trying, so I feel kind of bad for not wanting to. My mom and dad had planned a night out for, quote, some much-needed alone time on Friday, from 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Obviously, they wanted me to babysit. They told me on Monday their plans, but I do not want to babysit for nine hours straight, and I told them I'd have to get back to them. I texted my friend if I could have a sleepover Friday, and she said yes. I went back to my parents and told them I had plans and they'd have to hire babysitters. They thought I had made those plans before they told me, so they said okay and hired a couple. Today, they did a surprise look-through of my phone and found out that I'd made those plans after they told me. So, they got mad at me for being so unwilling to help. They seemed so disappointed in me that I now feel like a jerk. Because after all, I did lie and tried to get out of helping them. But still, I need a break and I knew they wouldn't listen. So, am I the jerk? It really sounds like your parents are putting way too much on you here. I get that they need their alone time, but it sounds like they're getting a lot of it considering how much you have to do babysitting. You're a 17-year-old girl. You should be going out and having fun with your friends and doing things and socializing. They can't expect you to always just be available to babysit. And it's understandable that you're going to want to break once in a while. They're supposed to be the adults here. They need to act like it and let you be a kid. Surely they can handle one more night of responsibility. But kudos to our original poster for being such a great kid, honestly. There aren't many 17-year-olds that would be so cool about this. You genuinely sound like you do want to help out, and you care about your siblings. So I can't hold it against you for wanting a night to yourself. Definitely not labeling you with jerk on this one. To me, you just sound like a normal kid. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.